Welcome, everybody. This is Michelle Medrano from Mile High Church in Denver. Happy to share a Mile High moment today with a wonderful speaker, teacher, author that we just love here at Mile High Church, and I know many people all around the globe love him also. He uh, was scheduled to be with us for an event uh, a while ago, and I think it was right around March of 2020, and something happened uh, during March of 2020. It was some sort of pandemic thing or something, so we had to postpone and uh, and uh, try getting him out here when it was more convenient, and here we are. It's July 8th, 2022, and Matt Kahn is with us to present tonight at Mile High Church, and so we thought we'd have a little conversation with him. I want to say personally that during the um, pandemic, mm-hmm. I joined the Angel Academy, oh, yes. and uh, your voice and your teaching was one of the things that got me through those days sitting in my house wondering, oh my gosh, what do I do, and feeling like I I want. I love what you said about um, life is giving, sending us to our room. Yes. And I wanted to take advantage of the time and grow and deepen yeah. and learn. So I enrolled in his Angel Academy, and I had an amazing time. I took copious notes, and I really appreciate the voice that mm. you had then and you have now for supporting us. And here at Mile High Church, um, we discovered you because your book, Whatever Arises, Love That, kind of went like wildfire through our ministerial team. And we were all talking about it. And that's when we first invited you to come speak. So we're just so thrilled that you're here, Matt. It's just really wonderful to look you in the face (laughs) and hear your voice in person and just be with you. So we're still, we're we're coming out of that pandemic thing, but we're still struggling. I think people are concerned about the state of the world and still so much violence and big decisions happening and governments, including our own. And Mm so I think I want to ask you, first of all, if you could share with all of us, like, what, what can you tell us that can help some of us like stay calm and keep moving forward through these turbulent times we're experiencing? Thank you. It's it's such a pleasure to be here. Mile High is is one of my favorite places to travel and speak. And mm-hmm. and I didn't when you said that story, I didn't realize. Wow, it's been like two years. It has. It feels like it's been ten. <laughs> <laughs> and but you know, there's so much happening in the world. So so mm-hmm. much of the old is really breaking down. Mm-hmm. And I think what's interesting is up to this point in history. A spiritual journey was about either doing work or going to events in a controlled environment. You chose what to work on, where to go, Mm -hmm. when to attend, how much you're going to watch, where you want to sit. And so everything was in a controlled environment of choice. Mm -hmm. And what I think is interesting for us to realize is that the skills we've developed in controlled environments doesn't necessarily prepare you how to survive and get through moments where there doesn't seem to be choices. Mm, mm-hmm. And so we're experiencing an opportunity to apply all of our spiritual work, but in environments where it's not controlled. Mm-hmm. We're interacting with family members who are in different sides of beliefs, and maybe to them that's make it or break it of relationships. Sure. And so I think for me at this time, I sat back and I assessed the world, you know, my teachings are rooted in love. Right. And for moments there became these really surreal time when I would sit and think, am I in a moment of time when love is out of season? Mm. And it was really Mm. startling. And so that's actually what gave me inspiration to write the new book that I wrote, All for Love, The Transformative Power of Holding Space, because I thought, okay, we're in this different world now. Right. 
we are having to apply this wisdom where we're interacting with people who are not speaking the same language. How do we bridge the gap? How do we actually create peace? How do we create sovereignty? How do we actually further consciousness, but without relying on someone else to play by the rules that we subscribe to? Mm -hmm. And so I look at this actually as a very exciting time because this is really where we all get to really embody all that we've learned. Yes. Truly, we teach a lot here at Mile High about oneness and diversity. Yes. And the the balancing act of how do you stay at one with people, yet honor the diversity mm-hmm. when the diversity is so opposite of your own. So that is a beautiful challenge. So your new book is, yes. is going to teach us a lot about doing that. And it's funny you say the oneness and diversity because I actually address that on so many levels because what I've noticed in, the, in, in a lot of aspects of life, especially in spiritual communities, mm-hmm. is that it's a very misunderstood concept that oneness means sameness. Exactly. It right? doesn't. No. 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 Oneness is how differently we grow together. Uh And so Uh I love that you all support diversity. Of course, I support diversity. And in my book, it for me, was the greatest honor to have a book written where I could really take my time exploring how do we live in oneness, but with diversity versus sameness. It's actually one of the major Mm. um, items that I address in this book, and it's actually some of the most groundbreaking material that I'm so honored the universe used me as a space to to speak it through. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I feel um, the trap sometimes of this uh, spiritual notion of oneness and mm-hmm. sameness because a lot, I talk a lot about and have noticed lately, people leave constructs of ideas of life and faith traditions and mm-hmm. different things to step into something and want to experience that oneness, but then somehow we still fall into uh, tribalism and we still Mm -hmm. fall into separation and we still fall into righteousness Mm -hmm. and can't have a big enough container, even sometimes in a church like this, Mm -hmm. where people can allow each other to exist Mm -hmm. with diverse viewpoints, thinking that we as a church or we as a teaching should ascribe to a certain political stance or Mm -hmm. a certain way of doing things in the world and then are disappointed and angry at us Mm -hmm. when we won't. And I, I find that fascinating to watch happen. And it kind of saddens my heart a little right. bit. And so I really would love to find ways to teach and talk about how we can still maintain that mm. spiritual respect mm-hmm. and honor of all paths. And people will say, well, that path is just wrong. Right. Really? Right. Uh-huh. And what if one path is so right for someone and then one day, for some reason, it, it it uses up its usefulness, and then that creates a bigger opening for something else. Right. So everything in life really always has a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think that when we talk about you know oneness with respect to, to diversity, I think that on the spiritual path and in life in general, I think what happens is because so many of us are healing our wounds. You know, right. there isn't a person on this planet that doesn't have a wound, <laughs> a trauma, a neglect, an abandonment issue. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, or even just the startling loss that mm-hmm. we internalize. And I think what happens, and I've thought about this, is that when you take a stance that's different from someone else, it subconsciously triggers a trauma response that reminds them of when they were young and singled out by an authority mm. figure. Oh, sure. And so sure. I think a lot of people think yeah. in a tribalistic setting, church, community, 
I'm around so many common thinkers or like-minded thinkers that I'm insulated from the singled out mm-hmm. that I'm so afraid of. Mm-hmm. But what we find is a bigger container right. only creates a bigger fear of that. Right. And so really, even though the container of community is so important, mm-hmm. it's the ability to love ourselves uniquely mm-hmm. that lets ourselves connect in diversity without something different triggering the fear of a trauma response. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. So your new book, is it available in all stores? I mean, Mm -hmm. I downloaded it on my Kindle recently. Actually, I downloaded a pre-sale version. And the other day when I got into my Kindle, I saw it was there. And I was like, oh my gosh, the book is here. (laughs) But you can't sign that one. But... I guess. If I sign your Kindle, I ruined your Kindle. So... I um, that's so funny. I get, I'll, I'll text you a picture. Of yeah, but the book I wrote, "All for Love: The Transformative Power of Holding Space," for me as a spiritual teacher, and I understand that I wield a level of influence for the people's lives that I touch, and I take mm-hmm. that very seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I looked at this time in history, and I thought, I have an opportunity to help guide consciousness because for me. Awakening in consciousness means making choices from the inspiration of your highest ethical value. Yes. And I don't I don't understand spirituality that is separate from ethical choice making. Yeah, sure. I think mm-hmm. we call those cults. Right. Yes. I think I that's thought. the word, right? Uh uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. And so when I wrote this book, I thought this is an opportunity for me to address the division and to really use it as a way to unify people, family, and to really help us master our relationships, but from a space of diversity. And the reason why most people can't do this is because when they're in these situations, what do I do? What do I say? Mm -hmm. So in the book, I help you. Here's what you could say from this standpoint. Each chapter is a different attribute of Mm -hmm. how do you honor someone's healing journey? How do you stand up for yourself? How do you have a boundary and actually feel good about it Mm -hmm. and communicate with love? How do we be love and not a pushover, not an emotional doormat? Mm -hmm. So this Mm -hmm. book is all those things, but it's also a invitation for heart-centered empathic beings Mm -hmm. to learn how to be loving without being unworthy and without being a pushover. So confidence and heart-centeredness. That's powerful. Do you say anything in the book or do you have any thoughts about what people call spiritual bypass, that being so spiritual that you bypass those feelings? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I have to, you know, and I say it in a very loving, kind, polite way, but I think that what I I see in the spiritual journey, because in my journey personally over the last three years, I've gone through various experiences of awakening, and then you come through um, a period of integration or embodiment. Mm -hmm. And what happens is, is that you become fully spiritual, fully human. When you're Mm -hmm, human, mm -hmm. you're still spiritual. Mm -hmm. When you're spiritual, you're still human. Yes. And a lot of people have that as two different locations. Right, right. They live in the human, Mm -hmm. right? They vacation, (laughs) spiritual, or whatever it is, timeshare. Over here. <laughs> Retreat in spirit. <laughs> Timeshare the Vipassana. We, we cleared out some emotional wounds. Vegas in the springtime, right? So I think that really the book is about integrating our personal self and our spiritual self. And, and I look at bypassing. And I think there's a way in which to teach it. Some of it's taught in a very... Like it's easy to teach bypassing in a way where it teaches people more sophisticated ways to bully themselves. Yeah, yes, yes. And I yes, think yes. really what it is is that we we use spirituality 
and the awareness of a greater truth to give us the permission to face the unavoidable with openness and authenticity. And whenever we reframe something to the degree that it discounts the necessity to face it, that's when we've kind of mm. gone a little too far. Mm -hmm. So I think really in this path, it's really like learning how to bowl. Mm -hmm. Two to the left, mm -hmm. gutter ball. Yeah. Two yeah. to the right, we just got to stay right in the middle. Right in the center. Mm -hmm. But most people will say, well, how do I do that? So I decided to write this book mm -hmm. to, step by step as a guidebook how we actually do that. Great. Yeah. Well, thanks for giving us a little piece of it today, <laughs> pleasure, part of the wisdom. Go out and get Matt's book. And what's your website? Tell them your website. My website is mattcon.org, M-A-T-T-K-A-H-N.org, and you, know, you can sign up for a free newsletter. You can check out upcoming events, and you can also purchase the book. And you can purchase the book at every major retailer. And it's I'm just humbled by the reception it's getting and how deeply it's helping people. And um, when I write a book, I write a book as if it's the last book I'm ever going to oh, write. And so beautiful. I put so much of myself mm -hmm. in this book, so much of my personal journey. Mm -hmm. And I just feel, and, and by what, what the feedback has been, People are finding themselves in this book, and mm -hmm. I'm just mm -hmm. so grateful that I had the chance to deliver it. Good. Good. Well, go check out Matt's website. He also has lots of classes, and like the class, the Angel Academy I took, other things you can do online with him. Thanks so much for being here today with us, and we're looking forward to our event tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, everybody.